Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 33. That's found on page 808 in your pew Bible if you'd like to follow along with me. But before I read that, I invite you once again to bow your heads and join me in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come to you now with open hearts, hopeful to hear your word. We pray by the grace of your spirit that the words we hear and the thoughts of our hearts will lead us to your will for all of us as your church and for each of us as your children. Dear God, we love you. We thank you for your love. Amen. So again, Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 33. Peter said to him, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. And Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. And then he said to them, I am deeply grieved even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away for the second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, he, found, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So it is well chronicled that I am a dog person. I have come to love my cat, and I'm thankful that we have a cat, but I am still a dog person. Dogs show to me faithfulness and loyalty that a lot of times we don't see in human beings, especially my two dogs. Whenever I come home, they are going to greet me when I get home after church today as if I have not been home in 10 years. That's what my dogs do. But truly, dogs for centuries have been a symbol of faithfulness. They remain faithful no matter what. In fact, for centuries, that's been the symbol. Uh, if you go back to 600 years before the birth of Jesus, there was an epic poem by a man named Homer called Homer's Odyssey. Have you heard of that? And in that poem, the main character was uh, a hero named Odysseus. But Odysseus had a dog, a dog named Argos. Argos was just a minor character, but Argos showed what it meant to remain faithful. Just before Odysseus went off to fight in the Trojan War, he pet Argos on the top of the head and said, stay right here, I'll be back soon. And he went off for 10 years to fight in the war. His family and friends thought he was dead. In fact, many of his friends, some of his enemies, in fact, moved into his house. But Argos stayed right there, right where uh, Odysseus left him. His wife ended up marrying someone else, but Argos stayed right there 
right where he left him. Ten more years went by after the war was over as Odysseus was trying to find his way and make his way back home. And finally he got home only to see that his house had been taken over by other people. And the only way he could get in was to put on a disguise because they would stop him and kill him right at the gate. None of his friends recognized him. It had been so long his disguise was too good. But guess who did recognize him? Argos recognized him. There, after 20 years, laying weak and feeble, too feeble to get up, he knew that was his master. And so he dropped his ears and wagged his tail. And Odysseus was, was too afraid that it would give him away if he went over and, and petted his old friend. And so he just walked by with a little tear in his eye. And Homer said it was in that moment that Argos descended into death after having fulfilled his promise remain faithful until his master got home. That's what dogs do, and there are actually true stories of dogs doing that. If you not have heard the story of Greyfriars Bobby in Edinburgh, who stayed by his master's grave for seven years after his master had passed away, or a story of a dog named Hachiko in, in Japan who went to the train station every day waiting for his master to come home. Dogs show us what it means to remain faithful, to remain loyal, to remain with us, in spite of ourselves. Dogs truly are far more faithful than human beings. All you have to do is look at our passage this morning to see how little human beings can remain faithful. And our passage this morning, it's a famous passage. We often read it just during the Easter time or during the Holy Week time where, where Jesus has just instituted the Lord's Supper. He's just celebrated the Passover with his disciples. And, and now he's told Judas that he's going to betray him. He's told Peter that he's going to deny him. And now he's gone out to the Garden of Gethsemane to have what can only be described as a dark night of the soul. A moment when he is in such despair because he knows what's about to come. He knows he is about to pass away. And he just looks at his disciples and said, will you please just remain here with me? Stay with me. Stay awake and pray with me. But those disciples can't do it. They fall asleep time and time again. Jesus goes back and prays and asks for God to take this cup for him. The disciples remain asleep every time. Remaining unfaithful rather than remaining faithful. But God calls us to remain faithful. It may be the most basic request that God has of us. And God calls us to remain faithful. Jesus Christ calls the disciples to remain faithful because when people remain faithful, hope remains. When one remains faithful, hope remains. That's why God calls us to remain faithful even during difficult times, unlike those disciples in our story, those disciples who would eventually scatter when Jesus heads to the cross. Some of those disciples probably didn't remain faithful because they were afraid, and rightly so. There was much to be afraid about as a disciple of Jesus Christ, especially when they could see the writing on the wall, when they could see Jesus was about to die, when they could see that he was, he was despised and rejected and arrested and beaten. They were worried and afraid that that was going to happen to them. Of course, there was no way they would remain there with Jesus, remain as his disciples during such terrible times. And maybe that's why it's hard for some of us to remain faithful too, because we're afraid. We get afraid when we're asked to do things as Christians that's hard for us to do. We get afraid when it's difficult to be Christians in a world that's constantly pulling at us in different directions. We get afraid when we see 
The task is insurmountable. When we're asked to step out of our comfort zone, we get afraid, and so it's hard to remain. I know that's the way it's been for me. I've told you about this uh, story from my life before, but one of my patients that I got to work with in the hospital was a wonderful young man named Brandon. Brandon had all kinds of ailments. He had cerebral palsy. He had a, a permanent tracheostomy. He had all kinds of things. He couldn't even speak. He had to communicate with a board, but he really had very little use of his arms and his legs. But what he did have was this great, big, beautiful smile. And so every time I'd come to the hospital, I'd go in to see him, to spend some time with him. And we would try to do whatever we could do to, to get that kid to smile. I'd play games with him. I'd put music and we, on, and we'd have little dance parties in his hospital room. But every now and then, he would get a little overexcited. He would start to cough. He would start to, to choke. His face would turn beet red, and sometimes it would almost get purple. And all those beeping sounds would go off on his machines, and I would get scared. Luckily, the nurses would come in the room. They knew what to do. They heard those beeping sounds. They would come in and clear his lines and clear his airway. But you know what I did? I got out of there. I would leave his room when I saw all this turmoil happening. I would leave his room when I got uncomfortable. I would leave his room worried that maybe it was my fault that he was going through this pain and this suffering. But those nurses were running in there, remaining faithful when I was running out. And we certainly know something about that now, don't we? As we see doctors and nurses every day going into hospital rooms, caring for people who are sick, when the rest of us would not dare go in and put our, ourselves in harm's way. Doctors and nurses who pull off masks that have left scars in their faces because they're trying to remain faithful and keep people safe. Those are the people that inspire me because they remain faithful even when they're scared. And if one remains faithful when they're scared, then hope remains even when we're scared. But maybe some of those disciples weren't afraid, but they could just, like I say, see the writing on the wall. They knew that Jesus was about to lose this battle and they didn't like to lose. Maybe these disciples knew that this was, not, this was going to be a losing cause, that all the things they hoped for, all the things they hoped their faithfulness would, would result in are not about to happen, that Jesus was not about to overthrow the Romans, that Jesus was not about to set up a new kingdom where all of them could sit up in, in thrones right beside Jesus. Maybe they thought Jesus wasn't about to win, and we are, after all, results-driven people. It gets frustrating to us when we try to remain faithful, but we don't get the results that we want, when we feel like we're banging our heads against the wall, when we're trying as hard as we can to be faithful, but it just seems to be useless, the daily tedious grind of trying to keep on keeping on. And so what do we do? We stop being faithful because we feel like the work that we're doing is, is not getting the results that we want. But God calls us to be faithful, even when we're losing, because hope remains for those who remain faithful. I've told you this story as well, but I remember when I was a child, one of the stories that I loved to tell the most about my father was a, a moment in my life where I woke up in the middle of the night with the worst stomach ache possible. It was some sort of stomach flu that I'm sure I caught it at school, and I was writhing in pain and, and going through all the things that you might imagine with a stomach flu. My father was a pharmacist, and so he got up in the middle of the night with me and tried to think of ways that he could help this stomach flu subside, try to give me medicine, try to give me fluids, whatever he could think of, but finally it was clear 
that that stomach flu was just going to have to run its course and I was going to endure a very long and sleepless night. He told me to get back in the bed and just do the best that I could and I assumed he was going to leave me there to go walk back into his bedroom with my mom. But instead he walked over to the door, flipped off the lights, and then walked back into the room and laid down beside me. He had no intention of leaving me there in the middle of that pain, in the middle of that suffering. He had no intention of leaving me there in spite of the fact that he couldn't cure what was going on with me, in spite of the fact that he couldn't take my pain away. He had no intention of leaving me alone. And because he didn't leave me alone, guess what I had? Hope remained. That's what happens when we remain faithful, even during difficult times, even when we feel like we're losing. When one remains faithful when we're losing, then hope remains when we're losing. And finally, maybe some of those disciples. Some of those disciples left because it just gets complicated when they're asked to remain faithful to God. It gets complicated because there are times when remaining faithful to God means you have to let go of other things. Sometimes remaining faithful to God means you have to let go of your friends, let go of your family, let go of some of those dreams that you have that you've held on to for so long. Sometimes remaining faithful to God is complicated because it means you have to let go of some of those things in your life that give you joy, that give you love, that give you meaning. Sometimes holding on to God, remaining faithful to God, means we have to let go of things that we thought gave our lives meaning and purpose. But God calls us to remain faithful because when one remains faithful, hope remains too. We've experienced that in my family, big rift in my family, in fact. One of my cousins, Mickey and Charlie, who met at the University of Georgia, and they were fell in love and loved each other. We all struggled with Charlie a little bit, though, because about the same time they met, they also got involved in a Methodist organization there at the church that had mission opportunities all over the world. And they, after they met, they went and traveled to a mission opportunity in Russia and to visit some, some students there, some children there who lived in, a, in an orphanage. And something about that place just captured their heart. They decided to go back again and again until finally they decided to move over there. Well, you can imagine what our family, how our family reacted to that. We thought, no, you don't need to go all the way over there. You're going to miss out on connecting with us as your family. No, you don't need to go all the way over there. There are wonderful children right around here who need your help. No, you don't need to go all the way over there. It's dangerous. It's a, it's a place where we can't get to you if you're hurting. No, you don't need to go all the way over there. You need to raise your family right here. And we felt betrayed because they got up and they moved halfway around the world because they felt like God had called them to a new ministry. And I'm happy to say that they've lived there for 10 years throughout Eastern Europe and Russia, serving people in many different capacities. And they've had a rich and full life and a wonderful family, all because they were willing to take the risk to remain faithful, to let go, even though it was hard. Because you know when you remain faithful even when you have to let go, then hope remains even when you have to let go. That's why God calls these disciples, that's why Jesus calls these disciples to remain faithful, 
to remain awake when Jesus is praying during that dark night of the soul. But as we all know, the disciples scattered. The disciples are not our examples of faithfulness in this story. No, if we want to look at what it means to be faithful when one person remains faithful, we have to look at Jesus Christ. Because it was Jesus Christ who remained faithful even though he was terrified. When he knew what was coming, when he knew that the cross was ahead of him, he still remained faithful. And when one remained faithful, hope remains for us. It was Jesus Christ who remained faithful even though it looked like he was losing, even though it looked like he was banging his head against the wall, he was being despised, he was being rejected. But when one remained faithful, hope remained for us. It was Jesus Christ who remained faithful even though it was complicated. Even though he had to let go of his friends, he had to let go of his family, he had to let go of all of their expectations for him. But because one remained faithful, hope remained for us. Jesus Christ calls us to remain faithful. Not to follow in the footsteps of those disciples, even though that's what we do time and again, but to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Because we know that because He remained faithful, we have hope. We have hope on days like today when we're still worried and hurting, when we're afraid of storms, when we're afraid of pandemics, when we're maybe even afraid of fights that we're having with each other. When one remains faithful, hope remains. It's because Jesus Christ remained faithful that we have hope, especially on days like today. And there are people out in the world who need to experience that grace and that hope too. And so that's why God calls us. Stay awake. Remain faithful. Even when it's scary, even when it's complicated, even when it looks like you're losing, remain faithful. Because in doing so, you may be giving hope to someone else. To the glory of God. Amen.